interview, okay? We have with us Colleen Alexander, and she has written a really, really beautiful book, uh, and it's called Gratitude in Motion. And uh, now we, we all have crosses to bear and things to overcome. But, folks, I am telling you, uh, this is a woman who, uh, a, a lifetime competitive triathlete, okay, a woman who has survived lupus. She survives brain surgery. She's married, as she says, at last to the love of her life. Life is good. Life is perfect. Uh, she's out riding her bike and, boom, gets hit by a truck. And not a, not a pickup truck, a, a, a really real truck, a big truck, and has to put the pieces of her life back together. And from those pieces, uh, she seeks to be of service to others. And, and a part of that service is this beautiful book, Gratitude in Motion. And Colleen, thank you so much uh, for your witness, mm -hmm. and thank you so much for this book, and thank you so much for sharing with our audience. Mm. You're welcome. Um, hello. It's nice to be on. Thank you. Yes, yes. So, you know, you um you have um this this book you you have uh, really written uh it's almost like a love story. <laughs> I mean, it's uh the, the the way you start out with um, you know, high school, you know, and I I'm I'm probably just a little bit older than you, but um I certainly remember those high school days. And uh, you, you just, you know, you paint a picture of a life that has gone through um, uh, uh, steps and, and, and got to a place where it was really, really shattered. And, but you, you soldiered on. And so I'm just going to let you uh, share with the audience uh, how your life got to be this beautiful life, uh, what happened, uh, and how you put the pieces back together. Mm. <laughs> um, where to start? So I, as you said, and um, as I talk about in the book, I was, uh, I met my husband in, when we were in high school. So he was a senior, I was a sophomore, and um, we had a lot of mutual friends in common that said the two of you need to meet. And essentially because we were both shy and mm -hmm. um, and from a we Christian were... from Christian background, so you you had the Christian guardrails that we talk about today that the kids today don't have. Yeah, I um I suppose so. So I oh. I had known his younger sister, and um, so I knew who he was, but had never had the courage to speak to him. And uh, finally, wrote him a letter one day, as I knew that he was also interested and just asked him to give me a call if, if he wanted to at 8 o'clock. Um, and lo and behold, he called, and we uh, started this really sweet, um, really, really sweet relationship in high school, which, um, as you're aware and the audience is aware, high school relationships tend to not always be that sweet. Sometimes they're a pretty big just hormonal roller coaster. <laughs> um, and we were really uh, just... We became really great friends. Yeah, that's and what I found. Yeah, that's yeah. what I found so attractive about it is that it was not the typical hormone-driven um, thing that you know we have in high school. It, I just, you know, it's uh, it's a very it, that 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 was very very well written. I mean, 
you know, <laughs> you know, you should turn it into a screenplay, really. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we were, you know, incredibly fortunate in that aspect that um, we certainly were attracted to each other as uh, as adolescents. Um, but he had a great respect for me as he understood my faith. Um, he knew that I was a virgin and that I wanted to wait until I was married. And he had lost his virginity, but it was kind of a mess that he, you know, like the beginning of senior year, I think it mm. was. A, and then, um, so we, uh, we were friends more than anything. And the relationship ended after uh, close to eight months at the end of the school year. My youth pastor had said, um, you know, he saw that I was getting pretty intense with him and that I seemed to be almost, you know, like falling in love for, with him and said, if the two of you aren't on the same page spiritually um, that I was sitting. And that was a lot for me to handle as a high school student, just mm-hmm. the concept and understanding that because he was the, he was so, so sweet. Like our relationship was anything but sinful in my mind. Cause there was, I don't think we ever got past first base. Um, so, yeah, and isn't it a shame how, you know, and this is one of the things that people get down on Christians about. And and so that's why I wanted to bring that out in the conversation, that yeah. people have this view of Christians that we are uh, somehow we don't have fun, we don't fall in love, that, you know, <laughs> everyone has to, you know, wear black all the time. And uh, oh, gosh. I, I mean, it's just it's it's rather ridiculous. But um, but anyway, yeah. So so let's let's move forward to, um, you know, how do you end up getting uh, back with this gentleman? Um, He friended me on Facebook. So 17 years later, um, I had gone through two failed marriages. Uh, The first was with a quote unquote born again missionary boy and Mm -hmm. uh, who I did lose my virginity to. And it couldn't have been more. Uh, wrong, unfortunately, and um, and then I, I took a wayward path with a guy who was just, I think, the polar opposite of, of everything else, didn't even believe in God, um, so in my, my journey, and uh, so Sean friended me on Facebook, I saw him, I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this man in 17 years, um, we started talking on the phone, and eventually, just like high school, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really amazing. Um, yeah, his voice was just deeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> before, yeah, um, and we joke around in high school. His nickname was Loach because his voice was so deep. Oh, okay. Uh, and so now that he's a grown man, it's, it seems to be even a little bit deeper. But oh, okay. Um, so that's your first just, overcome. There, you overcame the preacher uh, <laughs> driving you away from your soulmate. <laughs> uh, and you yeah. and you're back together with him. You're first overcome. Yeah. Right. And you know, with all uh due respect, my youth minister, um, their hearts are so pure and they're looking out for us, you know, their their whole youth uh youth group mm-hmm. and trying to make sure we're making the best choices. And I think um you know, I'm oh, I get it. They, they... I, I get it. They they try. They they have good intentions. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we reconnected, and um, it was a good year of long distance relationship until he said, you know, I just don't want to be away from you anymore. And um, he proposed back where we took our prom pictures and. Uh, 
it was just beautiful. And when we started dating and finally being able to be face-to-face again, um, we started praying together before bed every night, before, um, before dinner. And he would always say to me, you know, I feel like God has something really in store for us down the road. And, and we would kind of like joke around like, hi, I wonder what it is. Um, mm. And that we would just pray together that God would use us because we knew that our love and our roots were stronger than we really had words for. Yeah. Um, we very much are, uh, we have a, just an incredibly beautiful bond. And well, I understood. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's, I, I was just going to say that's very beautiful. And I'm, I'm looking at your prom picture here. You guys, <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, I, I would have thought, yeah, you guys need to go ahead and get married. <laughs> but anyway, you, you do get married and, you, and you and you and you have this wonderful life where you're working for the Red Cross and you're run you're a triathlete and you're doing all these great things. And and are then okay. are you there? Oh yeah, sorry, you're you're cutting in and out a little bit. Sorry. Uh, oh okay, all right. You, you you must okay, you're on a cell phone. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, I can. Oh, okay. Well, let me slow down a little bit. You, 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 you have this wonderful life. You're finally back with your soulmate. You have a great career. You're, you're a triathlete, a competitive triathlete. And then there's this accident that occurs one day. Yes. Yeah, so we had just been married for about a year, and I was, um, we were hoping to have our first child together. So uh, I was called in for a weekend meeting. <laughs> excuse me, at work, and uh, I would always bike into work whenever I could. It's a 12-mile ride in each way. Wow. And uh kissed him goodbye. He was a postal worker, and he was going in on Saturday. He always delivered mail on Saturdays and uh, had everything defrosting on the counter so we could have dinner when we got home, and I just never made it home. I got halfway home, um, and a freight truck came down a side road. I was going you know, straight on the straightaway, he came down the side and didn't stop and wow. just ran me over with front and back tires. Um, and the, uh, the fight started. So I did not lose consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. I had been an EMT years prior. So I knew that um, the likelihood of me surviving if I lost consciousness was pretty slim mm-hmm. because I was able to see that I was, I was ripped apart pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just started screaming and praying out loud that I would somehow be saved because I wanted to be a mommy. And I had just been connected with my soulmate, and I just consistently screamed that. I must have screamed that hundreds of times. Wow. Um, yeah, and, you, and you're right that you, you actually tell the EMT that's attending you, uh, please don't let me die. You know, I have to do, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's uh, like I said, this book is a screenplay I'm holding in my hand. Mm. Yeah, it's uh but now go go ahead and, and share the uh the story of how you get put back together and, and, and what you had to overcome. Um, so getting put back together was a series of about thirty surgeries. Initially I was um I flatlined once I got into the trauma bay at the hospital and my pelvis was snapped into two pieces and then I was just very much uh, ripped apart from right below my sternum all the way down past my knees. So if you could think about trailer truck double tires, I was run over by the double sets 
Um, wow. So um, as they were trying to get the pelvis put back together, they were doing CPR at the same time and administering uh, blood and fluids because my femoral was also ripped. And um, they were able to get me back, and I crash again, and they get me back, and I crash again. And um, then once they had me semi-stable, they left me in a coma for about five and a half weeks. So I was going in and out of surgeries, just getting... Um, as many things as I could get taken care of uh, as possible. And uh, we then were, I was transferred, I say we, because my husband, I feel like we are a we, we're not really a, uh, an I. Um, but we were transferred to a Gaylord Rehab Hospital, and I was a patient there for two and a half months, um, where I just had extensive wound care, because about 50% of my body uh, had lost its skin and uh, started trying to learn how to ambulate again, to walk and um to sit up and just do some basic things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be home for Christmas. That was my, uh, my wish. And the staff at the therapy hospital said, you know, it's way too soon. You're still going to have, you know, a lot of your body is going to be opened and you're going to need extensive wound care. And I said, I don't care (laughs) Um, if if we can figure out how to have insurance pay to have a home nurse come in, um, you know, that we would be willing to not have our pets at the house and to, you know, do whatever we needed. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to be home, you know, for Christmas. So yeah, they got me home for Christmas. And wow, there's no place like home. Now, can I ask you to hold just a moment? We have to do a, a, a commercial break right now, and mm-hmm. then we, we'll come back and, and we'll have about uh, 10 more minutes. So sure. now, folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us Colleen Alexander. She's sharing uh, her life story and, and the book, gratitude in motion and you really folks you have to get this book and uh, it's wonderful and we're just so thankful to have her we will be right back listen as your day unfolds challenge what the future holds try and keep your head up to the sky hello virginia Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears, 
Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Crass, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program. A little bit of Des Ray. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. Kind of fits our guest uh, that we have with us. Uh, talk about got to be bad. Uh, Colleen Alexander, the book is Gratitude in Motion. You guys have to get this book. And, uh, you know, we're going to post this uh, interview uh, on our website, uh, thereallyrealdeal.com, and the book will be there uh, to make it easy for you guys uh, to get it. And uh, thank you again for staying over with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So now you, um, you, you're in the uh, rehab phase, and you had promised yourself um, when all this started uh, that you were going to – run a marathon again (laughs) um yeah i actually had never run a full marathon until i was run over i had only um done smaller distances Mm -hmm. so i told myself that i was going to do a triathlon again uh but yeah i um when when something that you love is taken away from you so i we didn't know if i'd ever really walk again let alone run or ride a bike uh, yeah. there's nothing I wanted to do more than to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absolutely. So now t- t- share how th- all this happened and, and, and what the end game was uh, and what it was like. <laughs> how, as far as doing a marathon? Or a yes. Marathon? Yes. I mean, because this is fascinating. I mean, you, I mean, this was not a pickup truck, right? This was a, a huge truck with big, Double double wheels, correct? Yeah, it was a freight freightliner. A freightliner. Um, so, and you you literally got dragged and you're ripped open, and and now right. you're you're on the mend. I mean, that's uh, you know most doctors would say, oh, she'll never walk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I yeah. So for me, I needed to get out of my own misery and frustration and pain. I had multiple surgeries lined up over the next couple of years to continue to put my body back together. And I knew that in order to get through it, I needed to give back and I needed to have uh, a purpose. And God obviously allowed me to live. And if he allowed me to live, then regardless if I'm angry or sad, I've got emotion and I've got to do something with it. So mm-hmm. um, we decided to start training for races and I'd show up at races in my wheelchair and I would, um, you know, do a 5k or a 10k or a half marathon and I would get a medal and then I would go to a hero and give my medal. Um, I realized that I had 78 units of blood. I had so much CPR. I had, you know, so many medical staff and I want to thank them. Um, they're my human family and what better way to thank someone than by putting a medal around their neck. So, wow. Wow. So you, you uh, win the medal and then you find someone to give the medal to. Absolutely. Yeah. So all of the races I've done since the trauma have been very mission driven to, they're not about me placing cause I'll never place again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can do is, is finish with, with joy and gratitude and I can, um, take this medal, this finisher's medal, and I can go up to someone and say thank you and uh, present them with this this medal. So 
um, that for me has been incredibly therapeutic and uh, just it's hard to be negative and sad and whatever sort of emotions that that we're going through with life it's just life when we're giving back and we're being grateful and we have that right. grateful heart so and you teach um, that's been my it's been my mission yeah and you and you actually teach others now you know how to aim high how to be strong use your adversity as a catalyst okay and you and so share all you i mean you do this in so many ways uh peace jam uh nobel prize laureates as mentors for youth (laughs) i mean you're you're all over the place now you're a red cross (laughs) uh, you're a red cross spokesperson i mean uh so share share with the audience you know some of the types of people and places where you go and empower others and uh and let them know if someone wants to perhaps have you out as a speaker to their group, how they can contact you. Oh, absolutely. So as far as where I go, um, we, uh, you know, I'm going from disaster relief uh, with the Red Cross. My husband and I have been, you know, down on disaster locations um, with Hurricane Matthew. We uh, all be speaking at events all over the country in various countries. So sometimes I keynote for businesses or marathons or at churches and um i think the most powerful thing is being able to just share this beauty of the human family and encouraging mm-hmm. people to you know at our core we all bleed red and when we you know there's so much going on in our world politically um there's so much turmoil and when we look at ourselves as a human family with the, you know, we all have the same creator and we all are part yes. of this family and being able to um, break down those barriers and work together as that family is so powerful. And I just, um, I feel like I'm just one example of someone who is literally, my heart is literally beating because um, of the blood of countless people, you know, mm-hmm. red, yellow, black, white, um, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, you know, it doesn't, my heart didn't know any different. Mm. And there's uh, a powerful, powerful message with that. And, you know, as far as overcoming adversity, life is going to happen and we cannot control uh, life. We can't, um, but we can control how we react. And so, um, you know, finding those, those anchors in our life, um, having that resiliency in our faith and in our, um, the things that make us passionate. So, you know, when crap hits the fan and it will, and you're right. It will. It will. Yeah. yeah. No matter how good life is going, it's going to hit. <laughs> yes. Because, yes. You know, if you're alive, it's going to hit. We're on this earth. And so how do we, um, you know, how do we react and how do we react together and accept the fact that we are still strong and powerful even when we're vulnerable? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's just, it's so great having you as a guest and this book is really, really fantastic. And, uh, now, when the uh, when the Hollywood version comes out, who's gonna play you, and who's gonna play your your wonderful husband? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I think with Hollywood movies, don't they take like ten years to create? So it's, it's probably oh, not nowadays. I mean, folks can crank them out in uh, you know uh, uh, a year or two. Uh, typically, uh, eighteen months. If 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 there was. Um, unanimity around the just the idea that you were going to go forward and uh 
you know. Yeah. And, and I ask because I kind of dabble in screenplay writing, so I'll give it some thought and I'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can be our, uh, our screenplay writer. Okay. Sure, that'll, well, that'll make it go forward a little bit better. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you, and please give our, our, our highest regards to your husband and uh and uh, just God bless you. Me. Uh, okay. You All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. God bless you now. Bye-bye. You, bye-bye.